You're listening to Trust with Zoe Cairns, a weekly show with occasional expert guests discussing and celebrating the big, wide and wonderful world of social media. Listen weekly to stay up to date with all the latest trends, updates, strategies and tools in social media. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Zoe Cairns and welcome to Trust, the social media show that I'm going to be putting on every week and sharing some great topics and subjects with you. This is my first podcast, so I'm a little bit nervous about doing this. You know, I did podcasts around about four or five years ago on the Business Bunker Radio, and I thought, you know what, now's the time to come back and really share my knowledge via audio. I'm always on Facebook Live, going out on YouTube Live and streaming via Twitter, and I thought, you know what, I really want to start sharing via audio. What with the new clubhouse and the way that people are interacting, I just feel it's a great way for me to be sharing my ideas and my content and knowledge with you to help you with your social media journey. So my first podcast is all about who am I and my journey and also what my podcasts are going to be about. So bear with me and um, I hope you enjoy my story as there is a couple of funny things in there that you'll you'll have a bit of a, um, a giggle about. But my story is called My Whirlwind Week and I'll tell you all about that a little bit later in the show. First of all, a little bit about myself in terms of who I am and what I'm doing now. Um, I'm Zoe Cairns, a social media trainer, speaker and consultant based here in the UK in the southeast of London in a place called Kent. And you can probably tell by my accent, um, I'm from an area called Rochester. And um, yeah, I love the place that I am where I am. We've got a lovely office based in Upner, right on the river, um, the River Medway. It's got amazing views and right next to it, a lovely castle called Upner Castle. It's just absolutely divine. So if you're in the area and um, we're out of these restrictions, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm more than happy to catch up and drop in for a coffee as we've always got an open door. Anyway, let's get on to what else that I do. So I run an agency called ZC Social Media and also I run something called a membership site called the ZC Social Media Growth Academy absolutely love what I do. Um, I train small businesses and entrepreneurs on how to use social media um, to benefit their business, really build their awareness, their community uh, and really drive more traffic to their website. I also work with some big brands and look after um, multiple companies' social media profiles and platforms and I've got an amazing team um, based here in the UK. Um, But how did I get into all of this? Well, Let me tell you about my story. I've always been someone who's really ambitious. Um, I've been hardworking as well, I must say. You know, work is my passion. And because I do something that I love to do, it really helps me to um, um, really thrive and, and really be passionate and really give me that drive that I really need in order to make things a success. So... It started when I was at university. I had three jobs. Yeah, three jobs, but wait till you hear about what I did. The three jobs were, I worked in a chemist um, in the morning. In the afternoon, I would be um, working for my granddad who ran a successful MOT place um, down in my local area. 
And in the evenings then I would be pulling pints behind a bar and it was almost like Coronation Street. I, I knew everyone that come in there and knew their stories and, um, you know, it was a lovely community. Obviously not every day I was at those free jobs. It would be staggered across the week in the hours that I could do, um, you know, free little jobs to really help me get through the university years as my parents really supported me. But it was really about me, you know, appreciating them as well and understanding that, you know, it's, it's about making a living as well, especially as I used to love going out of the week, out the weekend with my friends and still do a little bit as well just to catch up and, you know, the, the good things in, in life. So, so, you know, I loved that. Anyway, when I left university, I thought, you know what, what I really want to do is be an ugly Betty in the city and be a, a, a programmer, someone that does, um, builds websites and do programming. It's just something that I'd love, would have loved to have done. And, you know, I wasn't that university student that got a first class degree. I was someone that come out and was competing with those students that done amazingly well um, at uni. And so when I went up um, to try and get a job in the city, I was competing um, against those, you know, really great students that were coming forward with those um, qualifications. Um, and, you know, it was the dot-com boom at the time as well. It was around about 2003 at the time. Um, and so my dream of being in the city and having that particular role was sort of like in the distance somewhere. And in the meantime, my mum said to me, do you know what, Zoe, you really do need to get a proper job and start bringing in, um, you know, the money and, you know, start, you know, being rewarded a little bit for the hard work you've done at university. So I ended up extending my hours at the chemist, but not behind um, the uh, counter. I was actually going to do their accounts. And I met this lovely lady called Jenny Jones, who um, on my Sage 500 course, and she said to me, I know a mortgage brokers in Gravesend that are looking for someone to do their accounts. And I thought, oh, you know, that'd be really good. It'd be something a little bit more different and something else I can work alongside um, the accounts for the chemist as well. So I went for my first proper job interview um, with this mortgage brokers in Gravesend, and they were called Henderson Ponsford at the time. Um, on my on my interview, you would have giggled. I had two odd shoes on. One was brown, one was black. Um, I can't imagine what was going through my head that morning when I was picking my shoes on. I must have been really, really nervous. But I turned up. They didn't notice, um, but I did have a giggle when I come out. Um, and I got the job. You know, they they said they really liked my um, my enthusiasm. And they liked my personality. So it was great. It was like brilliant. This is fantastic. So. I started off there and from there, you know, I, I didn't really want to be sitting there doing an admin role. I really wanted to progress my career and, um, you know, progress up the career ladder. And I decided then to, um, to take my exams as an IFA mortgage broker. And that's what I did. Within a year, I was then fully um, qualified as an IFA mortgage broker. It was just absolutely brilliant. There was always something different. There was always lending criteria changing. But the thing that mostly attracted me was the buy-to-let market. And that's where I really, really established myself in. 
But in 2008, the recession hit and we did see a massive difference to what was happening in terms of lending and the criteria. And from there, it was like the, the clients just wasn't walking in the door anymore. We really did have to get ourselves out there. And my boss at the time said to me, do you know what, Zoe, you're going to have to go and do more networking. Go and meet new people and start to build up your client base that way. So what I did was I started to go to lots of networking events, although the standing up and doing my 60 seconds just absolutely the thought of it daunted me now I speak all over the world on stage so um, I've definitely come really far in terms of um, speaking and talking in front of people but at the time you know meeting new people and standing up doing that 60 seconds was nerve-wracking but I did it and also my friend told me about a platform called Facebook that you know back was very new back then And when I went on there, there was people falling into the gutter on their nights out and they were in fancy dress outfits. And I was like, how on earth am I going to use this for business? But I did. And what I did was I went and joined over 10 Facebook groups. And um, I got told off for spamming in those groups. You know, I didn't have a clue what to do. But in those groups was my target audience. Now, how did I find those relevant groups? Well, at the time, my target audience were property investors. And I use Facebook just like I would Google. So I typed into the search bar, property investors and all of these Facebook groups appeared and I thought wow there's my target audience and I joined 10 I started to go and contribute in those groups and I started to listen to what people were saying and on one day this guy put in there can I mortgage a property above a laundrette and I thought wow I know the answer I'm going to go back so I went back and I said yes you can mortgage your property above a laundrette however I can't give you advice online you know, here's my number, give me a call. Um, As a broker, if you are a broker, you'll know that we can't give advice online. So it was really important that I took it offline. But guess what? The phone rang and the guy called me and said, "Um, you know, I've just met you on Facebook. Can you help me? I helped the guy. I was able to get him a mortgage. And he then went back in the group saying, thank you, Zoe, you've really helped me. Um, You've now made this deal possible. And everyone was like then trying to get in touch with me saying, oh, can you help me with this? And it was my first lead from social media. You know, I absolutely, you know, found an area that I could start to generate these leads. But do you know what? It was really tough in the recession. It wasn't about the lack of leads anymore. It was more about the lack of lending. And that's what really restricted us, um, you know, coming up to 2010. But I did love what I I was doing at the time. You know, lots of property and professionals ended up up reaching out to me saying, could you help us with social media, estate agents, property investors who were looking for those um, property deals. It was just, it was brilliant. And I loved it. I loved it that much that um, I was down in Bournemouth and um, I met this lovely lady called Sarah Irons and she's still my friend today, a really close friend. At the time when I was in the room with her, I was like, back then as mortgage brokers, if another mortgage broker was in the room, it was like, who's this person? She's on my territory. Actually, I was on her territory down in Bournemouth. But we got chatting and we decided to collaborate. She said to me, do you know what? why don't you work with me, give me your leads and um, you can go off and do what you want to do. And, you know, we started to establish a really great relationship. 
um, and it, and I thought, you know what? I really want to do this social media stuff. And and back then I was getting into internet marketing and and all that type of stuff because that's what it was called back then. You know, it was it was fairly new. And what happened was is that um, that what really really did um, make um, make the big change for me was. Um, when my dad come and met me for lunch, you know, I'm a real daddy's girl and he come and met me for lunch and he said, um, you're not happy, are you? And I said, no, I'm not. You know, I'm really, I'm really at this point of where, you know, we're in a recession. We're finding it really tough at the moment, but I love doing this social media stuff. And he was like, well, what's holding you back? You know, life's too short to be doing something that you don't enjoy anymore. And I had my contacts there as well. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to start making the changes I need to make in order to um, run this social media business. So I started to put in the um, the um, ideas of what I was going to do. And from there, I went back from um, having lunch with my dad and I asked my two bosses if I could sit and um, speak to them about my idea and told them that over the next six months to 12 months, I'd like to leave and set up my own business. Well, one of them didn't take it very well, and he won't mind me mentioning this, but he didn't take it very well at all. And what happened was is that um, he gave me a box and told me to pack up my stuff, and literally from that day, I didn't have a job. Now, I was over the moon, okay? Well, first of all, I cried because it was a bit of a shock that he told me to go home, but when I got home, I was quite happy. But on the Monday morning, I was like, oh my God, I haven't got a job. Um, And it was, um, yeah, reality struck. Um, but I had some really great contacts that helped me, um, really helped me in, in building my uh, new business. And I was able to still do the mortgages um, along with the help from Sarah, who was just absolutely amazing. You know, she really helped me on my journey. Um, so that's where ZC Social Media started. And from there, over those years, I've really, um, I've, I've really learned from that experience that I had that it's all about making sure that what you're doing is something that you really, really love. And, you know, making that step was a massive step for me. And I was pushed a little bit in terms of um, it would come quicker than I thought it would because I thought I'd have a bit of time to be able to save up and, you know, all of that type of stuff. Because when I left, you know, I had a, a really nice car, a really great lifestyle, and that had to all be reset. I had to literally start from scratch again. Um, But it it was an experience. It's something I've learned from. And, you know, I went from being a mortgage broker one day to a social media trainer the next. And and that in itself is a challenge because you're within a network of people that know you as the mortgage broker. And then the next day you're going to try and, you know, get into a, a new network and tell people you're a social media trainer and you've only been doing your business for one day. But you know what? It was definitely experience. An experience I can share uh, my stories with other businesses on how i done it. So one of the biggest things i done was I... Um, Definitely did stalk a lady called the lovely Louisa Felstead, um, who at the time worked for the Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce. And um, she was um, a great person who I ended up meeting with and she became a really great um, referrer to me in terms of recommending um, local businesses uh, for me to help. And that's how I, I really got myself established along with the networking. I absolutely saturated the networking um, market here in the Kent um, and, and got out to as many people as I could and 
that's when I really started to establish um, getting on stage and speaking. So I started to do a lot of 60 seconds. I'd do five or 10 minutes at a local networking event, really get my name out there to the point of which uh, some people were saying, you know, you're speaking everywhere. I need to find someone different. Um, but I loved it. I, I started to love the speaking. And I'll tell you a funny story about how I really kicked off my speaking career. Um, I was on LinkedIn and I'd started to put that I was a speaker on my on my LinkedIn profile. And one day this guy reached out to me on LinkedIn and he said, oh, Zoe, I really want to chat with you. Um, I've got an event coming up that I'd love you to speak at. It's um, in Poland, in Warsaw. Um, so let's jump on a call. And this guy was from Brussels. And um, he said, you know, let's jump on Zoom. At the time, my mum um, had watched this interpretive film. She said, sorry, you know, it's um, it could be a bit of a hoax. He could get you out there and be kidnapped. I was like, mum, you know, my mum's a real worrier, bless her. But anyway, I jumped on the call with this lovely guy called Moritz. And he said, I want to fly you out in a few weeks to Warsaw in Poland and speak on stage. And I was like, yeah, that would be amazing. So um, I, uh, what I what I done was I agreed the um, speaking opportunity. I signed the contract. Um, he booked my flights. He paid for me to um, speak and my accommodation. And um, a few a few days before, he said, "Right, here's the slides for you to put your content in." And I said, "Look, you know, who's my audience? You know, what what audience am I going to be speaking in front of? You know, I know it's on social media. I know it's what they really need. But what types of people are in that audience?" And he said, you're going to be speaking on stage with Avon, um, a German um, government. He goes, but mainly it's European Parliament and government in the audience. And I was like, wow, OK. Now, um, I told a few people it got back to a local newspaper. They put it out saying, no, local girl goes to Poland to speak to European Parliament and government. And that's what really accelerated my speaking opportunity. So if you are going to speak somewhere and it's a little bit unusual, this is an amazing opportunity to get some uh, press coverage, especially if you're someone, you know, that's started your own business or you're you're working for someone as well. You know, these stories are something that the, the local newspapers absolutely love but this really accelerated my speaking opportunities because from there you know the local um local um people at conferences and in london all over the world i was starting to get some great opportunities for speaking and that's what really accelerated that so now from that i've spoken in over 14 countries on social media um i've spoken in india uh, in mumbai and, and new delhi i've spoken in indonesia in bali i've been to malaysia about three or four times and that's another story I'll tell you about um, in another podcast. Um, I've been to the United States and um, I've been to Utah uh, where I'd done a trip from Los Angeles right up to uh, Salt Lake City where we was actually given time to go and travel as well. Stayed in Las Vegas for the night. That was just absolutely unbelievable. I've done lots of places in Europe and you know I could go on. There's so many great places that I've spoken in and it's all from that one speaking gig that um, really did accelerate my speaking opportunity and it's just about sharing your knowledge and um, really um, and really being yourself on stage you know 
I'm one person that says if someone says to me you know what structure should I take how should I act on stage you know be yourself you know make sure that the people that you're you you know the people that you're going to be speaking in front of so you can really adapt your content to those people that you're going to be speaking to so um yeah and and that's where I've come over the years so that was my um my speaking opportunities that was around 2012 and then from there, um, I then started to become really busy in, in my business that me on my own, it was like, do you know what, I can't do this anymore. And so Gareth, um, my husband, um, I told him to leave his job. He was like, wow, how is, is this business like? Is it going to be okay for us both to do that? And I said, well, look, it's going to throw us some challenges, but just let, let's give it a go. And that's what we did. He left his job. He come and work with me. And from there... We stripped a lot of things back in the company, um, but only to drive us forward. We started to build a team um, of people when we had our first office up at the Innovation Centre in Rochester. Um, from there, we then uh, grew our team and uh, we started to run various events. Uh, we run a, a big com a big event still called ZC Live that has over 400 businesses every year attend. Uh, small businesses, brands attend, entrepreneurs on how they can use social media. We have some amazing speakers ranging from Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We've had someone from NATO um, as well. So, you know, it's just a great event for people to attend. And so that really there, from there, we've then, um, we changed our office. So we, um, we, we, we turned into more of a grown-up um, company, I would call it, where we took on a lease. Now I have an amazing office down in Upna. And um, and then lockdown happened last March. Um, lockdown happened, and um, we um, the time that we were spending on travelling to meetings and for me to speak on stage just wasn't happening anymore. So I've now done lots of webinars, and I've also launched the membership site, the ZC Social Media Growth Academy. So that's my story. But what I want to talk to you about is my whirlwind week and my whirlwind week, let me get my words out right, um, actually sums up um, me really and um, I can give you a few giggles with it as well. So one of my standout weeks um, being in my business is this and um, for 18 months I'd really been uh, trying to get a TV appearance and I'd been on uh, BBC South East News, um, I'd been on a few uh, local uh, news um, programs and I really wanted to take my uh, TV appearances to the next level and my ambition was to really get on ITV this morning on that sofa that was something I really really wanted to do anyway my whirlwind my whirlwind week was I went in on a Monday morning and I thought right what have I got coming up this week and it was one of these weeks where I didn't have anything in the diary and it was going to be an admin week catch up with client content catch up with what was going on with the team and it was really weird we'd installed this new thing on our website that when someone comes onto our website it pings us and it lets us know what they're looking at and someone was looking at my speaker page and all of a sudden we got a, a, a chat come through on the chat bot and it said, um, Zoe, um, hi Zoe, I would love to chat with you when convenient about speaking over in Madrid in Spain. 
And I quickly jumped onto it. I thought, wow, okay, what an amazing opportunity. And I quickly jumped on it. Now, the, the, the important thing if you're looking at speaking opportunities and you're looking at press opportunities as well, you've really got to be quick off the mark. Because some people within um, uh, within these um, roles with being journalists and in the events industry are looking for people quite quickly, especially if someone is just dropped out and they need someone to stand in and this is what the case was with this particular event that they needed me to speak at so I called them up and it was an amazing opportunity to speak out in Madrid at this big um, brand I can't mention the name but I was speaking uh, they wanted me to speak for them um, over in Madrid and not only did they want me to speak but it was that week as well on the Wednesday the Wednesday I would be flying out so I'd fly out on the Wednesday and on the Thursday I was due to do the training. So literally within two days we agreed an agreement, um, got my flight and literally was on the plane um, to go and deliver this training for the Thursday. Uh, got to this, um, got to Madrid, stayed in um, a hotel, um, planned the talk for the next day. Um, when I delivered my talk, it was absolutely brilliant. I was actually in a room of all different people from the different um, franchises of this particular company, from all um, um, places from over the world. It was it, it was just brilliant. So many different cultures in the world. Um, what I learned from that was building those relationships because I still got some really key uh, business relationships with some of those people from that room as well. Um, now the story goes like this after the training um, I then went back to the hotel we were staying at and I said to Gareth come on let's stay for another night let's go down to Madrid into the town and um, we'd found a lovely hotel with like a uh, pool on top of the roof and it had amazing views and we were going to go into the plaza that evening and have something to eat and really celebrate um, a, a week's success it, it was brilliant so uh, we ended up getting to the Madrid um, city hotel we, um, we booked in, we thought right straight up to the pool to relax for the afternoon after a morning's training session and um, when I got up there we were um, you know relaxing and I said to him oh I've got really bad cramp in my foot I really do need to get back to the room because it just won't shift it won't go. And so it was almost like something was saying to me get back to the room because your phone is going to ring. Now, got back to the room and I was like, oh, okay, um, I'm going to um, get get changed. And Gareth had gone to get a menu to see what the room service was. And then all of a sudden my phone rang and it was no caller ID. And I thought, oh, um, at the time it was all these PPE calls and all of those types of things. And I thought, oh, is it going to be a spam call? And I was almost reluctant to answer it. But you know what? Guess what? I answered it. And I'm so pleased to this day that I answered it because on the other end of the line was, someone that says hi Zoe it's Charlotte from ITV this morning I was like oh wow um I can't believe it but then also my heart sank at the same time because the thought that I had in my head was I'm in Madrid and if she asked me to go on TV I can't do it I'm far away and I was like my heart just sank because I'd be trying 18 months to get such an amazing opportunity like this so I thought okay just come like I literally just took a breath and she went I need you to come and talk on this story it was actually when a BBC um, presenter had tweeted out that the Queen had died and she wanted me to go and um, talk about that on the sofa with Eamon and Ruth just absolutely amazing opportunity and I turned around to her and I said 
Charlotte, I really want to be there. However, I'm still in Madrid. I've been doing a training this morning and, you know, you know, I can't, I can't get back. Um, I can't get back right now. She goes, don't worry, it's tomorrow. What I need you to do is I need you to get to the airport straight away. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, no problem. So I literally put the phone down from Charlotte. And when Gareth come back to the room, I was quickly getting changed. My hair was sopping wet. And he looked at me, he goes, what's up, what's up? And I said, um, we've got to get changed and we've got to get straight to the airport. And he said, why? And I said, guess what? I said, I'm going to be on ITV this morning, something that I've really dreamed about doing. And um, it's going to be an amazing opportunity. And he laughed. He said, nothing ever phases me with you. So literally, I got dressed. I was walking through the airport with sopping wet hair, thinking I'm at the airport and I don't know how we're getting home, what flight we're getting on. But at that point, you know, I was in the airport, I called back Charlotte, I said, I'm now at the airport, should I've booked a flight? And obviously I had to get Gareth back with me as well. Um, we were, the, the flights available at the last minute were first class, and I'm in first class with sopping wet hair, not really knowing what we're gonna do at the other end. Now, my car was parked in Gatwick and we were flying into Heathrow, and I was like, oh my God, my car is so far away but we had um, um, a, um, a chauffeur coming to get us from Heathrow taking us to a London hotel for the night and from there you know it, it was just a I called it my whirlwind week you know on the Monday I didn't have a clue what I was doing that week I was just going to be in the office doing admin having a relaxed week doing different things and actually it turned into a whirlwind week because that Friday I woke up I felt on top of the world I was very nervous as well um, we were picked up taken to this um, unusual warehouse that took us to a, a lift that took us up we was greeted by a lovely lady with an apron that made us crumpets and jam on toast and we were sitting in this waiting room with Martin Lewis, Martin Kemp. Um, it was just brilliant and it's just an amazing opportunity. And um, if you have a look on my Facebook page, you'll see my amazing pictures. I went into um, the makeup room and I looked next to me and Gokwan was sitting there and, and spending 15 minutes with him and finding out about him and his business was just, it's just an amazing opportunity. So you know, it's all about, you know, if you work, if you really want something, you know, you really do need to put the time in to really work towards that goal, you know, take small steps. And that's what I'd done for those last 18 months. You know, it wasn't just a phone call to a producer to say, I really want to be on ITV. It was actually building connections, building relationships, being consistent, sharing out relevant content and getting noticed. And that's what really helped me with that opportunity. And it was, it was a whirlwind week. Um, and, and that really sums up my journey really and hopefully gives you an idea on what type of person that I am and I just love what I do. And now I love sharing my message with you know, so many small businesses, entrepreneurs, sol uh, solopreneurs, um, brands, um, individuals, people that are employed and want to, um, you know, start their own business, giving them inspiration, sharing knowledge, and really helping them um, with some of the things that I've done. You know, they say, how did you do that? And I help them with that process. And so love what I do. So hopefully this has given you a good idea of my story um, and given you an idea on what I do. 
My future podcast is going to be a lot of different topics I'm talking about around content creation, Facebook lives, how to get more engagement on your social media, how to build your list, how to create webinars, how to create a membership site, all these things I'm going to help you with um, each week. So it's going to be a weekly podcast that you can come and listen to. Um, I also, um, if you would like to join my email list just to keep in touch and be reminded about my podcast as well, there's a link in my show notes um, where you can download my uh, 21 uh, content ideas ebook and also keep up to date with what we're doing as I'd love to help you on your journey as well. Feel free to reach out and give me a cheeky review on the Apple iTunes um, Apple iTunes um, um, and, and yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing this journey with you and sharing knowledge and getting to know you. So if you've listened to this, feel free to reach out, DM me on Instagram, connect with me on Clubhouse or come and um, DM me on Facebook or just find the podcast post and um, let me know what you thought about my first ever podcast of um, 2021. So hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to speaking to you again next week. Have an amazing week and I look forward to seeing you soon. I'm Zoe Kens. I'm a social media trainer, speaker and consultant and you can find out more information about me on zcsocialmedia.com. Thanks for listening to Trust with Zoe Cairns. Connect with Zoe on everything at Zed Cairns. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week.